Most of us live busy lives. Often we're so busy juggling tasks and responsibilities that we forget to take the time to do the things that bring us joy. Unfortunately, a lack of joy in your daily life can lead to unhappiness, and it can even have long-term negative consequences on your health. In this episode of Divorce is Not a Destination, I share three simple ways you can make joy part of your daily routine. I'm Dr. Lisa Summerauer. I'm here to help you understand that it's your life and your journey, and divorce is not a destination. Hello. I see my mom, I see Jacqueline, Nadine, and really, really? I see really. Hi, really, how are you? Welcome to the show. I am Dr. Lisa Summerauer, and this is Divorce Is Not A Destination. This podcast and my program are both designed to help women who are on the brink of divorce or those who have already been divorced, and in some cases, to help people who don't want to get divorced. Um, to help them build up their fortitude so that they can live their lives more dynamically and fulfilling. And um, as those of you know who join me every week, sometimes we have really light topics and sometimes the topics get a little bit more serious, but it's always designed with the purpose of helping people move forward and not feel like divorce is someplace that they should be stuck. I want people to understand that this is your life, your journey, and divorce is not a destination. So Welcome to today's show. I'm, I'm excited about today's show because how can you not be excited at talking about joy? I was actually doing jumping jacks right before the show just to get my own energy up because I've been sitting in my office, I feel like, all day uh, in and out of meetings. So this is actually turns into some of my, uh, my most enjoyable time of the week, definitely on my Thursdays. So today I'm going to be talking about joy. And before I get into really deep into the subject, I just, before I got on, this happened last week, just before I got on, I found some information on joy because I was like, you know, I'm going to be talking about joy and I wonder how people define joy. So I'm actually curious to know how some of you define joy. So think about that while I'm, I'm going to read this because I found this piece on a Compassion website. And it was talking about the difference between joy and happiness, because I think a lot of times we use the words interchangeably. And for some people, there are some distinctive differences. Uh, So this was sort of a cute little thing. One of the things says, well, joy is a small word. Happiness is a bigger word. It says joy is something that comes from your heart and happiness is the thing or the, the expressions that you might see on your face. Joy is something that's in your soul. Happiness is in the moment. Um, joy transcends things. It's transcendent and happiness is in the moment. Joy embraces peace, contentment, um, and happiness is sort of waiting to, to, to be, to be sought out. Joy runs deep and joy can overflow and happiness is like hugs and hellos, right? Um, let's see. Joy is something that you can practice. It's a behavior. It's something that's deliberate. Happiness is something that just kind of happens in the moment. Joy is profound and it speaks to scriptural meanings of joy. It's uh, talking about things like don't worry and rejoice in the Lord or don't worry, rejoice. Whereas happiness is like a bomb. Don't worry, be happy. Right. So a little sort of little tagline. Joy is an inner feeling. Happiness is something that comes from an external place. Um, A person might pursue joy. Uh, or pursue happiness rather, but they choose joy. They chase after happiness, 
but they choose joy. So those were some of the things that I thought were interesting on that site. So if you have your own definition of joy, and if you've ever thought about what's the difference between joy and happiness, I want to hear about that. So you know how to reach me here. Lower left corner, there's a little circle with two lines in it. If you click on that, it will give you a way to access uh, inviting, uh, being invited to use the microphone so you can speak. Uh, uh, here, one of the things we love is we have a live audience. And if you are so inclined, you can request to be on video. And every now and then I do have folks that pop in here on video with me. So I always enjoy it when that happens. Uh, for the next couple of weeks, I'm trying to remember to remind you because I did put it in the fortune cookie this time. So one of the things I'm doing for a little fun and joy, and, and uh, we'll see how it goes, is a few weeks ago, I entered the Fab Over 40 contest. Fab Over 40 contest. Matter of fact, tonight at 7 p.m., I believe Pacific, they're going to pick the top 15. So that link that you see going across my little fortune cookie ticker tape thing at the bottom, if you click on that, it will actually take you to the link for my contestant site. And you can vote for me for free, absolutely free. You'll see a pink button if you want to make a donation to the National Breast Cancer Foundation. But underneath that, you will see a gray button and that will allow you to vote for me for free. So that'll help keep me in this top 15 and we'll see how I'm doing next week. So I, I have that running. You can click on it and, and come back to the show. So three ways that you can make joy a daily part of your routine. And I know that, um, you know, we're busy. Many of us are juggling a lot of things in our day-to-day -day life. And we don't always take the time to think about what can I do to bring joy into my day? What can I do to have a little bit more pleasure and just personal personal satisfaction, uh, contentment happen in my day? And the reason is, is because we're so busy trying to get things done and to get from one place to another or from one meeting to the next meeting or now and we're in the, in the day of Zoom, from one Zoom to the next that my mom knows because usually we get up in the morning, I try to get up before she leaves for work and she has one thing that she asks me almost every day, you have any meetings? And I'm always like the day that I don't have any meetings, it's like, oh, because the answer is usually the same. It's like, mom, there's, there's a meeting every day. But there's always that preparation for the meeting or uh, whatever it is that you're doing. And it causes us to get in this cycle where we actually think we don't have time to just find moments for joy. And so I really wanted to uh, give people some simple things that you can do every day to build joy into your routine. And we have to be intentional about this. Otherwise it kind of escapes us. And I just think we miss these little moments, these little miracle moments that happen every day. Um, because I have some nurses, uh, I know I have at least one nurse on here right now. I wanna talk about some of the health benefits of, of joy, that just having positive emotions in your, in your being uh, like joy, how they can impact and positively affect your, your health. So there is some research on, I'm going to read this, joy and optimism, right? Provide 51% reductions in things like heart disease among men. And this was after a study that was conducted over a 10-year period. So just that alone should make you want to figure out, yeah, it's worth time to take it. It's worth it to take a few minutes a day to figure out what can I do to invite some more joy into my life. It also, uh, it reduces heart disease, but also has a protective effect against high blood pressure, diabetes, and upper respiratory infections. Now that's interesting. I, I read it. I said it. You can research it. 
And uh, if, if my mom has any more information on that, uh, being, you know, as a practitioner, uh, maybe not research-based, but being in a hospital for the last eh, 50-some years, 50, 45, 50 years, to talk to us about what that looks like when you're dealing with patients and their families and, and what that looks like in terms of how they're feeling and how they're coping with being ill even. So no matter how busy you are, we're going to talk about these three steps and maybe we'll luck up and come up with a couple more. But within each of these steps, there are multiple, there are, there are many ideas that you might get. So the first one I'm going to give you is to take time to really appreciate and just revel in activities that just make you feel good. Things that are just, I'm going to use the word delightful for you to do. And, you know, I, I actually have something here because... You know, whenever you feel like your energy is getting ready to go down during the day or uh, you take a break and you need to focus on something, this is one of the things that I do. And I have videotaped this. I can't do it here because I don't have enough space. But this little ball, and it's jacks. Does anybody remember playing jacks? Can you see those? And if you're listening to me on one of my streaming services, you can't hear, I mean, can't see. But that sound is the sound of little metal jacks. And I literally have two balls and a, a set of jacks in here. And I will go to my bigger table or I'll sit here on the floor and I will take a break and I will play jacks for, I don't know, five minutes or 10 minutes or whatever it is. Um, just because it's easy. It is no tech. It's not even low tech. It's no tech. But it's wonderful how it just takes me to another place and it kind of makes everything that was going on around me just disappear. And for those few minutes, I get to be a kid just experiencing the joy of doing something that's just fun and simple. Now, another thing that people have seen me do, I videotape myself doing this too, is uh, I have a hula hoop. And the hula, the hula hoop sits here in my office and I actually have enough room to do it here in my office. If not, I, if I don't want to, I'll step outside on a nice day and I'll spend five or 10 minutes hula hooping. Matter of fact, sometimes I'll hula hoop while my coffee is percolating. I, I, I'll put the pot on and I'll hula hoop for however many minutes it takes for the water to boil in my coffee pot. Um, so I just find little things like this. So think about some of the things that you enjoy doing that are really simple that you could take time out so that you have something that just makes you feel good when you do it. And so I mentioned the jacks or the hula hoop. Uh, maybe it's it's reading a book. Uh, maybe it's a jump rope. That's another one of my no tech items that I have around here. Maybe it's a jump rope. Maybe you take a few minutes out to, to do yoga, whatever it is. Um, I just think you need to give yourself permission to have little joy breaks in your day. And maybe it's picking the phone up and calling someone that you can just talk to for a couple of minutes. Um, if you have an audio tape of something that you really enjoy listening to that just makes you feel good, maybe it's a, a 10 minutes of a comedy show that every time you hear this, it just makes you laugh. And those are some of the little things that you can do that will give you that joy break in the day that can help lower the blood pressure, help get your, your, your heart rate regulated, help release some things in your mind that you've been maybe overthinking. Um, and so those are some of those things. So I'm going to ask you again, as you're listening to me, so you don't forget, jot down if you can think of some of the little things that you do during the day that just bring you some joy. Um, I want to also talk about just why this is important. I just thought of another one. 
your favorite cup of coffee. Maybe there's something you do with your coffee that is just, you know, I put, some people put, I actually, friend of my mom's puts, uh, what is it, mom? Red pepper. I think it's red pepper in his coffee, but it's a little teeny thing. And if it's not in there, he, he, he can tell the difference and it does his coffee. He doesn't enjoy his coffee as much as he does when he has this red pepper. My sister, it's a flavored coffee mix that she likes. So sometimes we take these little things for granted, but when you don't have them, you tell, you can tell the difference. And when you do have, have them, you savor that experience a little bit more. And those are little things that can just make you feel good. And I think the joy kind of comes from you doing things for yourself. I think uh, it just does your heart good. It does your spirit good to know that you took a little bit of time to do some little special quirky, weird thing for yourself. And even a cup of coffee might do that. Um, I think these things are important because I think if we don't intentionally um, choose to find joy in our day, we forget what joy looks like, or we just take it for granted. And, and we're constantly needing these external things to make us feel good or to bring us that happiness. And I think joy is one of those things that when you start identifying it and you start experiencing it, you are more likely to find it more often. You're going to find more joy. And I think the adverse of that is also true. If you're never finding joy, if you just don't get joy out of your day, out of your life, I think it becomes more and more difficult for you to recognize it when it's there, for you to even to, to, to identify what that would be for yourself. So I think we, we kind of get to cultivate more joy uh, when, we're, when we're really choosing it intentionally on a regular basis. Um, it just has to be part of that daily routine. When you are entering a space, if you look at it as something that you just carry with you, it's in your heart, it's how you present to the world, it's what you give to the world. You can also look at it like that legacy that you leave when you are in a room with people and you think, you know, I want to be so full of joy and so fill, filled with this light that when I leave, people are still smiling. And they, they're still smiling because they had an interaction with someone who just brought joy into the situation. And, and you know those people when you're around them, uh, you know what it feels like to be around someone that just feels like they just embody joy. And I, I think those folks have figured out how to find it in these little things. Um, and when you're not seeing it, I think seeing it becomes really, really difficult. It's almost like it disappears from your life. And you've probably also known people or know of people who who just don't experience joy ever or or it's so rare that you haven't seen them experience joy they don't talk about having joyful moments they don't seem to appreciate the joyful things that are happening around them and and i think it becomes a state of being for those individuals when that's that's their reality you you can create that reality for yourself um, you have to kind of have um if you're going to see a pot at the end of the rainbow, you got to first be able to see the rainbow, right? And for people that just don't even believe the pot exists, they're never looking for the rainbow, that becomes their reality. And so think about an individual that you know um, who brings joy. When you're around them, there's just something about them that makes you feel good. Uh, you look forward to that time. You have a different kind of energy when they're in your space versus the person who you just know, they just never seem to have joy in their heart. They just don't seem to be able to find joy. And when you're around them or you're speaking to them, what does that feel like for you?
And for a lot of people, they'll say things like it's kind of exhausting or it's really draining or you just don't even know why it's like the light in the room almost seemed to get dimmer the longer you're in that space with that person. And there, those are folks that make a choice. I can remember years ago, my mom said to me, you know, you try to get up every day and you see good things and you try to experience good things and bring good things. She said, there are some people who wake up and they don't have that intention every day. They wake up with this, oh gosh, it's another day. And that becomes their reality. So they're not looking for joy. They're not expecting joy. They're not experiencing joy because for them, it's almost like it doesn't exist. And until they can string together enough incident, maybe I need to send some of those folks some jacks and a ball and jacks or a hula hoop. Those were Christmas gifts for people last year for me, actually. And it wasn't because I didn't think you had joy. I wanted you to have a way to have little joy breaks. So I literally sent them as Christmas gifts. So another thing that uh, that you can do is count your blessings. And I kind of touched on that already. Um, If you're having a really difficult day, a really hectic day, it can be really easy to focus on negative. And I I am guilty of that. Like I said, I get excited about doing this show. So it it brings me joy. And so you may not see that. Yeah, there are days when I'm just I'm complaining about stuff. I have a few people that I'll share it with when I'm complaining um, because I want to get it out. And then I know I have to get on with my day because I can't stay in that space. And again, I'm going to remind my mom of something when I was when I was a kid. I can remember being in a really funky mood as a kid. And my mom said, oh, um, I see you're not in a good mood today. I see you're having you're kind of in a she didn't use the word funk, but she's like, you're in a bad mood. And she said, oh, OK. She said, well, you got 10 minutes because we've got some place to be. And so in 10 minutes, we need to get ready to leave. And basically, she gave me a time limit on my bad mood. And I don't know how old I was when I when I realized that most people didn't put time limits on their bad moods. There were some people that could stay in a bad mood indefinitely. But I figured if she gave me 10 minutes, I I was supposed to be able to fix that in 10 minutes. So maybe the next time you're kind of in a bad mood, give yourself 10 minutes to get out of it and find something that makes you feel good or go do something for someone else. So the count your blessing You know, when you can express gratitude, it is a really, really powerful feeling. And you've probably heard of people who take time to do gratitude, gratitude journals, um, to sit down and reflect on what went well in the month, your year, your, your week, your day. And I actually have, um, they call it gratitude journals or blessing journals so that you can actually keep record. Now, a couple of years ago, I did this. And it's called the What Went Well Journal. And I'm actually in the process of doing a second edition. So I have a What Went Well Journal for adults and I created another one for children. So I did it because I wanted people to be able to do these with their children. And this is from a uh, psychologist who specializes in positive thinking and flourishing. And uh, his name is Seligman out of, I believe, University of Pennsylvania. This has been his life work. But one of the things that he had patients do was write down things that had gone well that day. So I did a journal and the journal will give you space to write down three things that went well every single day. And then I added another component to it. So after you write down the three things that went well, you then can write down what caused those things to happen. 
Who was responsible? Was it something you did? Was it something somebody else did? Uh, was it a stranger and you just happened to see this really nice thing happen? And it doesn't have to be huge things. It could be small things. So with kids, maybe they got a gold star on something at school. Maybe they learned to tie their shoe for the first time by themselves, or maybe they shared their lunch. Uh, for adults, uh, it could be getting to work on time. I, I really, my intention was really to allow people to see the small things that go well every day that we sometimes just overlook or we just ignore because it happens every day, but it doesn't always happen to everybody every day. Some folks didn't make it to work, right? And so the What Went Well Journal gives you a way to do that. And I added this other component because I wanted people to see, and this is the uh, subtitle, daily reminders of the good in your life and the good that you bring to the world. Write about it, think about it, be about it. Because I wanted, especially children, but we need this as adults too, I wanted people to understand that when there are good things happening around you, very often you had something to do with it, or you know the person who had something to do with it. And if you can write that down, what a great way to be able to look back over a few weeks or months and say, wow, this is something that went well, and this is how it happened. So I got a gold star in school because I studied really hard or, um, I got my driver's license today because I really worked on my written on my written exam for my driver's license, whatever it is. And it's the cause and effect. So it's the two sides of that um, being able to put down the blessing or what you're grateful for and to really be able to identify it. So this is um, this is another way that you can count your blessings is literally figure out a way to document them, to write them down. Now, some other things that you can do to count your blessings is share them with someone. So even if you write them down in a journal, and I, I actually have a girlfriend, um, I sent her and uh, I sent her a What Went Well journal and a few months went by and she messaged me and she said, me and my husband are using this together. And they were, they were doing it as a couple to write down the things that they did for each other. So each person was telling the other person, what did you do today to make my day go well? And so they had figured out a way to use it. So now, of course, guess what I'm working on? Of what went well journal for couples, right? And I told her when I get done, I'm going to dedicate it to the two of them. So uh, Mickey and Nina, it's, it's coming. It's coming. Um, so this is a way, even whether you have this journal or you have a, a book that you've turned, a notebook that you use as your journal, it would be nice to write those things down. And maybe once a week, when you talk to a really good friend, share a couple of those things with them. Um, because the one thing about joy, it's contagious. If you're experiencing it or someone you know is experiencing it and you share it with each other, it just makes you feel good to hear someone that you love, that you care about is having these wonderful experiences. And for you to do that with them too, maybe some of the best, uh, the best news or the best vibes that they get during that day or that week, they may not be having the best day and you being able to share some of the good things that you've experienced or seen um, might be just what they need to lift their spirit. So figure out a way um, to just express that stuff, to count your blessings and to share your blessings, right? With someone else, or you can be intentional about being a blessing. How's that one? You can be intentional about being a blessing to someone. And maybe it's something as organized as volunteering on a regular basis but maybe it's just noticing something happening around you in that moment and you stepping up. So a good example would be, 
um, I think last week, I, I, and you'll hear these stories every now and then about someone being in a grocery store and they decide to pay for the groceries of the person in front of them. Now, I've done things like going through a toll booth and paying for the car behind me. And I've, I've seen other people do little things where someone's, you know, 20 cents short or a dollar or something short on something they're trying to get and someone will step up and say, hey, I've got it. So sometimes it's little things in that moment that you can do where the person doesn't even know you. They may all they may just barely be able to get a thank you, a wave off to you as you're leaving um, or you're in the car in front of them and they don't even get to do that. But it just sparks joy in my heart to be able to do things like that. Hey, Frankie, good to see you. So uh, th that's another way that you can sort of count your blessings. So we talked about writing in a journal. We talked about writing and or sharing the blessings that you're experiencing with someone close to you. And we talked about being a blessing to somebody else. Um, the third thing is uh, shake things up a little bit. Do something new, do something in a different way than you've been doing them. So this might look like breaking a normal routine. Um, and I'm gonna use one that actually just happened this week. So uh, the adage is familiarity breeds contempt, right? So when you think about things that you do in your day-to-day -day life, it's just a routine that you have set. You don't even think about it anymore. You don't even think about it anymore. Um, you know, it might be the routine of how you do your coffee every morning, or once you make your coffee, where do you drink it? Or if you're going to have um, a, a little break in your day, you take it in the same place every day when you're at work you walk the same path when you do your walk. You do the exact same routine in the gym. Um, I know uh, a friend, a pastor uh, years ago in Philadelphia, uh, one of my girlfriend's pastors, and he has started off his career as an engineer. And he was sharing with us one day that he had a regular desktop computer at work. But then when he came to the church, he had an Apple computer. So two completely, if you've ever switched from an iPhone to an Android, one is swiping up, the other one is swiping down. Computers are the same way. They, you do not use them the same way. And he said he did it on purpose because it challenged him every time he went from one location to the other, it challenged him to have to rethink how he used these devices. So that was a really good example of creating a situation where you can't get used to something being the same way all the time because every day when he went back and forth or went from one to the other at the different time, he had to change how he was operating on his equipment. Um, this one just happened this week. Mom, do you remember driving to work? Was it yesterday? I think it was actually yesterday. So she's looking at the news and sees there's an accident on the highway on her way to, that she normally takes to get to, to work. And so she goes to Waze, W-A-Z-E. And if you aren't familiar and you've never used it, it's like Google Maps, but different. It's still directions and, and you know giving you routes and all that stuff. But we like Waze because it seems to be like real time and you're getting notices from other people on the highway. So she went to Waze to look for, uh, to see what it was going to tell her to do. And it gave her a different route to go to work. So yesterday she takes this alternate route to get to work. And she comes home yesterday, mom, you want to share what, what you've realized, what you found out? And I, now I want to ask too, did you take it this morning? Did you take your new route this morning? Let me see if she's, uh, if she's on here. 
There she is. Can you okay. hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah, I took it to work yesterday. And like I said, as I was going along the alternate route, which was going south, the same as the highway that I would have been on, the traffic on the highway was doing about 20 miles an hour. I was doing 50 and 60. So I was passing all that traffic that had backed up behind the accident. So I took that same route home yesterday. I took that route to work today and I took it home this evening. So, and it's a much prettier route. <laughs> Right. So, so I mean, good. yeah, so she's enjoying. Thanks, mom, because it was one of those things when I was uh, reading these notes again today with that just happening. I was like, oh, my gosh, this just happened yesterday. Now, if it hadn't been an accident, she might not have thought to uh, do that route. Right. She might. Right. She might not have uh, might not have even considered it. So she needed there was an impetus behind it. There was some kind of motivation behind her finding a new route. But in order for you to figure out what might be the thing that brings you some kind of a joy that you didn't realize, you may just need to go on whatever device you're using and maybe you travel to work the same way every day already. Go on ways or see if there's another way for you to get to and from work and try it one day. Take a different route. And I'm, I'm going to put this out here and I know some people are going to be like, ah, oh, it already takes me too long to get to work. Maybe it's a route that might be 15 minutes longer. Maybe one day when you're coming home from work, take that route coming home. Take that longer route. If for no other reason, see what the scenery looks like. See what other things you're going to pass if you take a different route home from work. Because you might surprise yourself. Maybe there is a park that you didn't even know existed. And every now and then you can stop there and sit for a little while before you go home from work. Maybe there's a shopping center that uh, you wouldn't normally pass. And even though it's on a different route and it's a little longer, maybe your regular route doesn't have a shopping center that you pass. So maybe that's the way you can go when you wanna pick up groceries on the way home. I'm just, I'm just making stuff up off the top of my head right now to encourage you to do something different. And maybe it's at home. So maybe you make breakfast and you have one place that you sit and eat breakfast every single morning find someplace else to sit and eat breakfast. Now, for those of you who are with me on my Facebook or my Instagram, you know every now and then I will post something where I'm eating in a different place. And I may bring food outside and sit at one of our little tables in the back and have breakfast or whatever where I'm sitting and I can see our backyard. Or I will just sit in different chairs around our dining room table because it lets me see different views looking out of the windows. And just that one little change makes a difference in what I'm seeing. And I feel like I'm just sitting in a different spot. So figure out what are some of the things that you can do a little bit differently than you've been doing them so that you can have a different experience and see how that makes you feel. And I'm trying to think of some other things that we typically do. Um, talked about eating in a different place. Maybe it's your prayer or meditation time. Where do you do that? Can you find another space? Or can you take the space that you're using and really make it a nice meditation or prayer space? Like get some decent pillows and maybe have something on the wall or, or paint the wall a really nice color. Or I have a, a prayer or meditation stool and I, I don't have it here in the office with me. It's small enough that it will fold up and it fits in a little bag that I can carry it. But the little legs pop open and I can actually put my legs under it and sit my buttock on it. And it's so much more comfortable than just being on my knees. 
And that one little thing makes such a difference in how much longer I might want to sit there and meditate or pray. So sometimes you can find little gadgets that make things a little bit easier for yourself too. Um, a quiet space for yourself. Maybe you just need a place where you don't have the noise and you might want to find a place in your, oh, I got, I got one here. You might want to find a place in your yard where you can just sit. Frankie says sometimes rearranging your furniture and setting things up differently. Oh my gosh, Frankie, Frankie. Okay. Everybody on here knows me, knows I'm a DIY addict. So moving furniture around, actually there is wood. There's wood in my car right now because last night on the way home from the gym, I hit Home Depot to buy wood because I'm making another uh, case here in my, for my office. And yes, painting a room and moving furniture around are two of the, well, moving the furniture around costs you nothing. Paint is the next least expensive way to make a big difference in a room. And a gallon of paint on even just one wall to create an accent wall, picking the right color can do something to help with your, with your mood. And if that brings you some joy, then it's worth the $40 or $30 or whatever it costs you for the gallon of paint. But actually rearranging the furniture in your room creates a whole nother dynamic in that space because you walk into the space that you've been used to seeing a certain way. And now when the furniture is moved around, everything about that room can seem different for you. So figure out what are some of these little things and maybe it's putting that your bed on another wall in the room so that when you wake up, you have a different view, right? So think of some of those things. Frankie, thank you for that one. Cause that's a, that's, that's one that uh, we have moved so many times. It feels like we're always rearranging a room and it is easy to kind of get stuck or set with your furniture being a certain way. Uh, depending on how much room you have in the, in the space you have in the room, you might not have a whole lot of options for doing that. But if you do just try it and see what happens. And it could be one or two small pieces of furniture that you relocate and you realize, okay, that was something that just, I, it makes me feel different in the space. We don't always know what those little things are that are going to bring us these little, little moments of joy until we do them. And so it's worth experimenting to figure out what that might be. So I'm going to open it up now. And I want to ask, I know Frankie shared moving the furniture around. What are some of the little things that you do or have done that just make you feel good that are just happy? Is there anybody out here that is keeping a journal? Um, do you have a friend that you call to share really, really good things when they're happening? And have you ever been the person who's either been on the receiving end or the giving end of just an act of kindness that just made you feel joyful? Someone paid for your groceries. Uh, someone paid for your, your toll on the highway. Um, I can remember, uh, I can remember meeting good friends of my mom and the way I met them, she was in the hospital and someone brought her the best, uh, what are they? They were vegan sweet potato muffins. And I have, dubbed them the best sweet potato muffins, vegan sweet potato muffins on the planet. So thank you, Jeff, if he's listening to this in replay. And that's how I met them. It's a, a couple and that's how I met them. And we've become really good friends. But I just remember in that moment thinking, you know, what a wonderful thing uh, that someone who hasn't known my mom that long would take the time out to come to the hospital to bring these muffins. And that was something that just brought joy and, and he enjoys doing good things like that. Mom, I see you're back. What, what are you thinking? Oh, I was thinking it, the list is so long. Um, 
but That's I know you thing. remember. I know everybody in our family remembers the year that I bought a uh, son home whose father was having heart surgery. His parents were in the process of moving. Oh, yeah, she said dad, that. She she didn't bring a son home. She brought someone else's son home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I bought <laughs> it wasn't the, her son. My my patient's son. Um, his dad um, ran into some issues after heart surgery. So um, his mom was staying in a hotel by herself. So I asked, you know, my husband if it was okay if she stayed with us for a while because she was there by herself. Well, he continued to not do well, the patient. So um, she had her son come for support. So we had him stay at the house. And then when his wife had to go back to work, they had a young daughter. A daughter. So, <laughs> so we, we brought her to our yeah. home and I had family, living, family with uh, living with us, I think for most of the summer, if I remember correctly. Yep. We called and, him um, uncle. I mean, cousin, yeah. that, they became cousins. Right. And, um, you know, we stayed in touch with them, you know, for years and years and years. And I would visit when I went to Atlanta and, you know, but yeah, that's something that, you know, there's no there's no way to describe that. Whenever you help people, you you always get something out of it. And the other incident was um, one year in Milwaukee, um, we had an exchange program with respiratory mm. students in Trinidad. So this young man came up as part of the exchange program at the hospital I worked at, except the apartment for him was not ready yet that the hospital was supplying, was not ready. So again, I asked my husband if he could stay with us for a while, and he did. And um, we got to go to Trinidad one year and meet his wife and his parents and uh, siblings and um, just just um, beautiful experiences. Yeah, so it, um, it, that one was awesome. We, we didn't get to go to Trinidad with them. It's just my parents. <laughs> but I mean, but it came as a result of them just doing something that was so kind that brought joy to this guy. Because, you know, when you're traveling in another country and think you have a place to live and you don't, that is, that's a horrible feeling to experience. It's one thing to be, feel homeless. It's, a, it's another thing to be homeless in a foreign country. And so <laughs> it was a, it was a nice turn of events that somewhere down the road, you know, and people say, oh, if you ever come to Trinidad or wherever they live, come visit. And you kind of think, yeah, that's never going to happen, but it did. And, um, ended up being a great experience. And I remember it as one of my parents first, like real vacations. Right. And my family, we've been avid international travelers ever since then. So it sort of planted a seed. So sometimes those those acts of kindness that bring joy to other people end up coming full circle and being blessings to to you and to, to other people. So I thank you for that, Mom, because I actually forgot about that second one. Um, yeah. I totally remember, remember uh, Rocky and his family because I started telling people it was my cousin Rocky. Because they were like, who's the, who are these people that just moved in with you? Um, and it's hard <laughs> to explain to them. Ah, my mom just bought some strangers home. Uh, and, and my dad let them move in. So again, this is, thanks, mom. This is, this is what's, okay. oh, while I have you on here, what are some of your little daily joys? What are, and, and I can think of one. I, I know one, but I'm going to let you tell if you have one. <gasps> um, daily? Uh-huh. Well, let's see. Every day I have my oatmeal in the morning. With my blueberries and bananas, my avocado, my um, almond milk and agave, and that's that to me is just comfort, joy. I don't know what you want to call it, but 
it's a good thing. I my day doesn't feel right unless I have that. Um, but going to work, I still enjoy what I do, and I enjoy um, the interaction with my patients and their families. And it's certainly uh, joy when you've taken care of a patient and supported a family for days or weeks and everything turns out the way you want it to. I don't think you can, you can ask for much more than that. Well, so I'm, um, I'm going to, I'm going to give them two of, I'm going to give you two of my mom's joy things and I, I th and thanks for, for sharing that one. I'm going to give them two of her other ones. So one of them is my mom is that joy person. She is that person who just, um, her coworkers from 25 years ago, if I had one of them on here right now, and I don't see, I don't see Wanda on here tonight, can tell you that my mom is the one that shows up at the hospital and she just carries joy with her in her pockets. It's just all over the place. So when I talk about being that person who, when you leave, people are still smiling, not because you left, but because you were there. That's somebody who sparks joy. That's somebody who brings joy with them because they emanate that kind of a, a, a joy. But one of my mom's daily joy habits is she, she talks to her honey like every day, at least once, sometimes I think two or three times. And that phone call for her is joy. So they're able to share what's going on with their day, uh, what good stuff is happening. And those are the kinds of things that bring people joy. And they're, they're easy. These are simple things. So hopefully you know, just during this time together, no matter what you're going through, and we're about to, we're getting close to the holidays and I'm actually getting ready to set up uh, one or two podcasts to talk about what the holidays feel like, especially if you've just gone through a divorce or you're still dealing with the aftermath or the trauma of a divorce, the holidays can be a really, really difficult time. And so I'm gonna do one or two uh, episodes talking about that. But if you have gone through a rough period, if you're, you're recently divorced or you're going through one, excuse me, the idea of finding joy every day may seem really, really foreign to you. And I want you to know it is, it is as close to you as, as the room that you're sitting in, as the stuff on your desk. It's as close to you. Hey, it could be as close as a bag of jacks. And while you're thinking, I'm going through a divorce and she's freaking telling me to play jacks. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yep, that's exactly... That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm telling you to do something that takes you out of this mindset that life is horrible right now. Do something that gives you five minutes of a reprieve on all of the drama and chaos or whatever that you might be experiencing. Because if you can do that for five minutes, that is proof that you can do it for 15 and that you can do it for an hour. And that what you're dealing with right now is temporary and it does not have to become your every day. Divorce is not a destination. It's something you went through and we get to decide how we move through it. And let me see, I see somebody is coming in here. Yes, opposite opposite the emotion, exactly. So whatever it is you're feeling, think of what, do, what emotion is on the other side of this. <laughs> if you were looking at it, what emotion is on the other side of what I'm feeling and what can I do to get me there? So think of these little, um, little daily joy breaks. What's a joy break that I can take? And, and I understand what that's like. I know what it's like to be going through the aftermath of a divorce or even a split up. It, you may be listening to this saying, well, I've never been married, but I just had a breakup that's taken me through hell. 
the hell will still be there if you want to get to it, but find five minutes of something that you can do that just makes you feel ridiculously good. Dance around your house, get a hula hoop, play some jacks, call a friend and do not talk about the situation. Talk about something positive that happened, something that you're planning on doing for yourself. These are little joy breaks that you can create for yourself because I promise you, once you realize you have the ability to create one five minute joy break, you know that there are other possibilities. You might not be able to get to them right now because you got a lot of stuff going on. Oh my gosh, Frankie just gave me another one. If I turn around, I can probably pull one out of a box. Coloring books. Back to my no tech things. Jacks, hula hoops, jump rope, coloring books. I have, Frankie, do you do coloring books? I have coloring books that have the crayons, the highlight markers, and the colored pencils. I use all three of them. And now you can get all kinds of coloring books for adults. They're, they're not just kids' cartoons anymore. Um, you can really make some cool designs with your coloring books. But again, these are little moments that create these little bubbles of joy in your day. So I want to thank everybody for being here and thank everybody. Thank mom. Thank you. And Frankie for participating tonight and sharing some of your ideas and your thoughts. And if you're listening to this on replay, um, I hope that you're getting something out of it and you're, you're taking some notes and, if you find me on Facebook, please share with me some of the things that you do, <laughs> some of the things that you do to just have joy breaks in your day. Uh, again, I'm going to remind you, click that link in my little ticker tape there and go vote for me for the Fab Over 40. You can vote for free. doesn't have to cost you any money. It'll take you a couple of minutes to do it. And I really appreciate it. So folks, have a wonderful, wonderful evening. And I will see you back here next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to my series, Divorce is Not a Destination. You can connect with me on Facebook and Instagram at Divorce is Not a Destination. And if you enjoyed this episode, recommend Divorce is Not a Destination to your family and friends. Be sure to join my live audience and see upcoming shows by registering for access here at Fireside. That's firesidechat.com backslash Lisa Summer Hour, L-I-S-A. S-U-M-M-E-R-O-U-R. Catch replays here on Fireside or your favorite streaming channel. Until next time, remember, your life, your journey, and divorce is not a destination. Live on Fireside.